In a cold, faraway world, a battle is raging between evil and good. From the stars that came here to earth, caught in this struggle through the whole universe. Robotic warriors. Who's up here? Welcome to Transformers for your listening pleasure. TFYLP for short. Join us and discuss the latest in Transformers fandom. And now, without further ado, here is Weird Wolf. Now, where did I put that chorus stop? Ratchet, did you take the chorus stop? Hello, and welcome to Transformers for your listening pleasure, episode 95, March 11th, 2014. I am your host, Megamus. Uh, with me tonight will be Plasticon. How you guys doing? It's been a little bit. And I am Unicron. Hello, everyone. Tonight we're going to talk about uh, gadgets and gadgets, things that uh, they they provided. Uh, to, you know, th- those things that the gimmicks that they used to to sell the toy, the ones that uh, that drove your parents crazy because it either made too much noise. Or because they couldn't figure it out, you know, the ones as a child that you just loved, either because it irritated, or because you just couldn't do without it. So we'll start with uh, Plasticon. Uh, what was your favorite? What was your favorite gimmick or gadget? Favorite gimmick or gadget? I would have to say um, the noise-making gimmick that um, Shockwave and Galvatron had. Because mm. I was a big fan of the um, the little bitty keychains when you were a kid back in the 80s that you could get. They had, they, they had like four or five different buttons on them. They made all different kinds of like weird like laser beam noises and stuff. And I really liked the idea that they integrated that into a gun type of toy that you can run around and just shoot at your friends with. That's one of the biggest reasons why I absolutely love them. So did you like it because it, it brought you pleasure or because it annoyed the hell out of everyone else? Both. Oh, good. Good, good answer. Good answer. Good, good. Um, I am Unicron. I really liked uh, growing up. Uh, kind of like along with uh, what Plasticon says was uh, shockwave, the noisemakers, and, and the lights a little bit, you know. Um, now as an adult, I really don't care for it that much. But as a kid, man, it, it, it was awesome having the sound effects and, and the light-up stuff and all and and that was really cool. Okay. Um, well, let, let me ask you guys this. Um, it's been brought to our attention by one of our cast members that one of the best things was the the very simplified, uh, you know, flip changers. And I've, I've actually got a, a non-transformer flip change, but you know what I'm talking about. These little guys right here, you know, the little, little flippers, and they, they pop up and, you know. Not much thought brought into it, you know. wasn't a whole lot of play value. You simply rolled them and they flipped and off they went. Um, I'm, I'm going to go on record as saying these infuriate me and I can't stand them. So, what are other people's uh, thoughts about this? Only because um, I told him we would discuss it, but I never said we would discuss it in a good way. Okay, well, I, I see what you're getting at because, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, I got Top Spin here, and he's kind of wore out, and his arm is really, really floppy for my audio uh, See, I think I give you more audio play right there. people guys out there. Value. That's the arms of him just kind of flying around because he's so floppy. But um, 
I liked these. I don't know what it was. I liked these. Um, but when it came to, like, I know what he was referring to because I know he's referring more or less to the Beast era of stuff. So you guys probably know who we're talking about. Yeah. But there were um, some that were a lot like the uh, Machine Wars that had a flip gimmick that you basically auto-transform when you just, like, let go of a thing and it just flip. And then you guys out there, R.I.D., I'm referring to the little flip jets or the, um, the tow trucks or the F1 racers that used to flip open. That's the ones he, I think he was more or less referring to. And um, I actually did not mind those gimmicks, although, you know, I kind of wish there was a little more transformation, especially when the uh, F1 vehicles had the wheels right directly in front of the arms so the arms can only go so far and even if you took the arms and spun them all the way around it just looked ridiculous because their arms were out like i don't know looked like they're trying to reach up onto a shelf or something because they couldn't really do much posability wise there but yeah i can completely understand so so basically you're talking about a gimmick uh and, and we'll get we'll go into it a little farther i mean i i Everyone knows my detest of the jump starters, and, and, and I know when he was talking about his little flippies that, you know, he was talking about Beast Wars because he likes that, and, and that is a little different because they did add more play value with the ball joints and the hidden weapons and all that, and that's other features that I want to get to. But the, the, the whole thing goes back to jump starters, and I always thought it was weird uh, that they're Transformers, and part of the fun of the Transformers for me as a child was you opened it up, you took the instructions, you know, just like I hope every boy did, you know, took the instructions like this and you went, eh, it's, 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 we ain't going to mess with that. And you tried to figure it out. And that was part of the fun, kind of like a puzzle. You had to figure it out. And do, am I, do I do it right? You know, and, and that to me, you didn't get with flip chambers, changers, of course, because they were just too simple, too simple. So, in the beginning, that that's what I didn't like about jump starters. That and they were everywhere. So they they saturated the market with them. Well, that's very true. But then again, you got to think where they originated from. Diaclone it was a Diaclone toy in the very beginning, and you know they were very very simple. It did kind of steal away from that, but it does actually influence the, today's market um, for the guys out there that really get into you know bot shots well that's exactly where that toy line came from it came from the flip changers we have from the 80s it's exactly what they are except for now you got like some little gimmick where you hit a button or something and it causes it to flip open or something instead of just a pullback motor so but then again the pullback motor thing was like a big gimmick in itself especially during the uh <clears throat> during the 80s how many of us had penny racers, you know? And, you know, you pull back the little, you'd have a little penny, you'd put it back in this little super deformed little car, and pull it back, let go of it, and then we'll do a wheelie. I mean, that was like a big hot thing in the 80s. So I can see why those Transformers kind of more or less shelf-warmed, because you had that, you had those, um, they were kind of like GoBots, but they weren't GoBots. They were like these knockoff ones you'd always find on like end cap pegs and stuff like that. And they'd sell them for like two or three bucks. Little Remco. bitty GoBots. Yeah, Remco's. Yeah. Remco was a three wheeler and stuff. That. Yeah, yeah, they did yeah. The, the pullback features and all that. And yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, the, the pullback feature is actually a great thing, honestly. Um, 
I think it's a crazy toy gimmick that's kind of been lost in the times. I mean, you don't see many toys like that now. So I just I find that kind of odd that they would just completely get rid of that. But then again, with safety laws and stuff, some people are like, oh, well, yeah. if well, you pull it back, you can get your hair tangled in it. Well, who the hell is putting a damn motor up against her? Well, I, I, don't think, I don't think that's the reason so much that I think when they do that, I don't know if it's a cost factor or what, but when they, they add more features, they seem to take away from other areas. You know, we'll, we'll get a gimmick like like your pullback and, and motorized feature, but then we're, we're not going to worry so much about articulation or giving them, you know, a lot of weapons and accessories or, or stuff like that. Or maybe we'll downscale him and you'll get, you know, barricade in a smaller form that does these things, but isn't a really good representation of the barricade you know i'm just right now i'm thinking about the the movie toys and i know that they had some that did that and it, that's exactly what they did you had a really detailed barricade and then they made one that did similar features to that and it was downscaled and they made it for a younger audience right um one of the other things was um the power dashers that was during the 90s um well, not during the 90s, during the 80s. They came from the 70s. I don't know if there was any any gimmick like that that actually made it into the 90s or not, maybe toward the tail end. But um, the mail-away gimmick of being able to get those three cars through the mail because you had to collect your little points off the boxes. Which, the Omnibots? Yeah. Well the, Omni, well, the Omnibots were never pullback, but you right. had the Power Dashers were in the oh, same yeah, yeah. thing along with the, the wristwatch that you could get, which is freaking super rare. But... Those things were actually kind of cool. And just the gimmick alone of getting a box. And then you have these points on the back. I mean, I think I might. I don't know if these Encore boxes have it or not. Um, probably not. I don't think they're not. That's uh, a sad thing. Come on. Anyway. That was a... I, don't, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. And, and listeners, of course, correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, the, the, the robot points or the Joe points and all that, that was a Hasbro thing. I don't remember any other um, – now, I think that – didn't that originate from, like, uh, cereal box tops where they used to do that, and you would mail those away to get a prize? Yep. Yeah. So I, I think that's where it came from. But, I mean, in the 80s, I'm trying to think of other toy lines. I, I don't think Mattel did it. Um, at the time, I don't think Kenner did it. I think Hasbro was the only one that did it, where you could collect to get all the ones and um, – so you could you could you know redeem them and get another toy, uh, and I thought that was a great marketing. About the only thing that was better than that, I think GI Joe did one step further, where they listed not only did they list all the characters that you could get in that wave, but you could actually like mark them off that you have them. So right, it's kind of like a checklist. Because di didn't GI Joe have that thing where um there were like exclusive ones you can only get through the mail away, and I think it was like a collection of them like. Wasn't it like 10 of them or something, and you had to have like 150 well, points or something they for did, They did mail-away figures only, but as a matter of fact, as soon as I just said that about the checklist and everything, I remember that the, the Transformers catalogs had a little box on them too, mm -hmm. and, and they did that. So you know, if you had Optimus Prime, you put a check next to it in the box. You need Megatron. Oh, I need that one next. And it was really neat because then as a kid, you could go to your mom and say, this is what he looks like. This is his name. This is what I need. That's and true. It's a great marketing. Great marketing. But I think yeah. we're getting a little off track on our topics. 
Yeah, so a little bit. <laughs> well, that, okay. well, I mean, that, that, is, a, I mean, that cool, is a gimmick though. in itself. I mean, not just a toy, but like just, just getting wanna, some of the toys. That's that is it, a gimmick. It was. I want to I want to add some real quick to what uh, Plasticon was was talking about. You know, they still make jump starters, right? Yeah. Brand new to this day, you can get Captain America. You can get Iron Man. Yep. They and they they, they sent it, the the brand over. Yep, it continues to this very day, so um, they're still around. <laughs> right, right. And well, they're actually pretty cheap. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, like I said, because you when they when they add features, they're taken away from other things, and they're they're yeah. keeping the cost down. And with actually, these mine, are... I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my favorite, and it's actually recurring because he was also one of my favorite uh, toys. But this guy right here, all right, hmm? Optimus Primal, the original ape. Not the little batty guy. Has so much play value. Has so many things it does. You got the little and and he goes he goes nuts. And you can actually if you, you angle him just right, I mean, he'll like pound his chest and do stuff like that. And mm-hmm. masturbate or something. Anyway, but you know <laughs> uh, and then I thought, well, here's the thing. They added that, okay? And, and I'll go ahead and transform you here real quick. And, and they, they added that feature. And then, uh, like we said, they generally, they, they cut back on other things. But they didn't. They didn't with this one. Now, is is that a, <clears throat> that's not a U.S. version, because mine, I don't think mine had that. I don't remember it having a, yeah. that feature. Yes. Yep. There's, there's actually little, if you look right here, see the little black thing right here? Yeah, I remember that. Switch. I just, you I just switch can't those remember. off, and then the, this on the back, the little uh, handle, the lever, will, uh-huh. it'll deactivate it. So you can deactivate it. But, yeah, this is a U.S. release. Okay. And, no, <clears throat> like I said, and then, in addition, you get your get your pop-up uh, rock, uh, missile launchers, two launchers, four missiles, two swords, and, of course, your wonderful skull mace. So... I don't know how you couldn't think that you, that is a ton of play value. You've got gimmick after gimmick. You got you know your little pounding chest action. You got your missile action. You've got a great great sculpt with articulation. Mm-hmm. Very show accurate. Mm-hmm. Hands down the best toy. Sorry, it's gonna be hard for me not to think otherwise. That's very true. But um, back to what one, Simon was talking about and what it asked about with um, uh, the flippies. He's he's correct. You, you, with Beast Wars, not only did you get the little simple flip action, we talked about the ball joint, so you get a little more articulation. But it, I, it, it, between that and Machine Wars, you had the integrated weapons, where you could store the weapons in the alt mode. And if I had to pick one gimmick, that to me would be the best. I love that. And, and every once in a while, they'll do it. In all the lines, where they'll have a toy that the weapons take apart or whatever, and they become part of the alt mode, whether it be hidden or become part of the features. And, and I love that. I think that is a great gimmick. I think it's a great selling point, in my opinion. Oh, I can agree with that. Um, one thing, though, uh, according because I just brought up the thing and saw that one of our guys was actually asking for checking comments. Yes, we are. Um, honestly, to be to be honest, if you guys were to really get comments in with us, 
go ahead and post them on our Facebook page and we will respond to those. It's a lot easier than dealing with the whole Google issue because most of us are having issues with that anyway. So um, just post them on our on our TFYL, TFYLP page and we will answer any questions you guys have or comment on stuff that you guys are bringing up. Right. You, um, you can also do it on Facebook or on YouTube uh, if you want. I'm actually monitoring it and I keep refreshing it. Okay. If, if you want to do it that way, prefer to do it on Facebook, but I, we also like to get you know, comments on YouTube also. So uh, if either way, and, and we're monitoring, so we'll answer them as we get them in. Yeah, we'll, we'll answer them as we get them in, guys. Um, one other gimmick I really wanted to touch base on, and I know this is going to be a very, very vast subject when I bring this up, and that is City Formers. City Formers is a straight-up a robot that turns into a play set. And most of the city formers, like most of the iconic ones, you have Metroplex, obviously, it goes through your Scramble City and then Fortress Maximus, but a lot of the other ones, like Countdown and such, those were all MicroMaster ones. And those things, I think, are overlooked, honestly, because there's so many gimmicks involved with those. You got parts where you got like the smaller payload vehicles that basically split in half and plug a gigantic payload in between the two robots. And when you do that, it makes a larger convoy. But the crazy thing is, is you can take those off and plug another set of like the, the larger in-between payload into the other one. So you can make literally like a large train out of just the payload alone. I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, but there's a lot of interchangeable gimmicks throughout the whole line, especially with these shared 5mm ports. You can mm -hmm. put missile launchers anywhere you want to. It's basically a free-for-all of play value in that entire MicroMaster line. I don't know if anybody really realized that or not, but they might be smaller little simple transformers to transform, but a lot of the play value just came from the play sets alone. Well, there's actually a guy, um, uh, a uh, TFW member, uh, Brycey, that did a picture where he took all of his bases and all the the, uh, the smaller vehicles, and he combined them all as much as he could. And he had he had um, Sky Gary, he had Grandis, he had all of them. And it is a massive, massive, uh, I guess, a conglomerate of all all of them together, which would make, a, a, I guess, a, a huge city. But it, it is actually very impressive as to how they combine. Yeah, so I, I, I agree. That, that is a great gimmick. Well, I myself, I had, um, I took, because I, I have Countdown and everything, I literally built Zone City, you know, the Zone City, and took photos, and people were like, how did, I didn't know they did that. You know, some people don't know that those little connecting ramps make basically anything you want. And the crazy thing is a lot of people aren't familiar with it, but the Metro Titan repaint of Metroplex comes with a special ramp that allows you to plug them into MicroMaster bases. So that way you're able to use it with the MicroMasters. And it's crazy what you're able to do with that because then you have all the abilities of having all these little extra weapons and stuff that are 5 millimeter ports. You can plug them all over Metro Titan or even do it on Metroplex if you guys still have one of those. So you've got such a hodgepodge of, 
play value with just those alone. And if you think about it, you get Fortress Maximus in the middle of all that. I mean, you got the biggest friggin' city that anybody would ever want, like Transformers. You know, even if you do have your larger Transformers parked around it, it still looks like a massive complex or just a chunk of Cybertron, you know? So, I mean, I don't honestly, I think a lot of people miss the boat when they say, oh, I hate MicroMasters. Well, why do you hate them? Because they're little? There's no transformation to them? You're not looking into the large gimmick, the biggest gimmicks. Right. Those payload sets are crazy. They go for a crazy amount of money, and they're great. Well, that's because they, they went towards the end, and a lot of people didn't want them. Well, now that they do. But I also go back to what I said before. They made them smaller, they were cheaper, and they had more gimmicks. So they had to... They had to supplement it so you get your money's worth. You know, you, you get you get more gimmicks and smaller size. But, you know, back in that time period, you had uh, micro machines and all that, and that was just a, a fad, I guess you could call it. It was a competitive type <clears throat> of thing because there was fairly, several little toys that came out during that time that were like micro-sized like that because that was a big thing back then. When micro machines hit the market, Gloob was like, taking everybody's wallet pretty much because every kid wanted them. You could buy like a five pack or like micro machines for like three bucks. People were just like all over that because I mean, you're paying less money for a pack of five than you would a normal hot wheel off the shelf. So, I mean, even Mattel was taking a blow from that. So there's a lot of stuff. And I mean, even, I mean, I guarantee you Hasbro had their eyes on Galoob when Galoob started making those little bitty city sets because if you look at the MicroMaster city sets, they combined in a certain way and then they convert. Well, there's some micro-machine sets to do the same thing or something right. close to it. So I do know that they, they must have been working kind of hand-in-hand at the time because at the tail end of you know the G1 line in the States, those were out. And most people that already had them... You know, crazy enough to have a Fort Max back then or a Grand Max, for God's sake. And then maybe possibly had like a Death Gary or you know, Star Convoy or something like that in Japan. I mean, all those sets combined together. It's just crazy what you can do with them. Right. But that's one of the biggest like gimmick sets, I think, that's like totally floors everything that trans- that Hasbro's ever done. Well, and I think, I think you're correct. I think that not a lot of people know about it. And it's because you're talking about towards the end of the, I wouldn't say the end of the line, but, you know, it's to say an end of the decade. You know, I think those came out in, what, 80, 89, 90, and, yeah. and in the 90s. And, and the toy line kind of geared away from them. And then what did we get after that? We got Action Masters. So, you know, and, and while I love Action Masters, not everyone shares my view of that. So it, it was a, a kind of a decline in that area. So you get a lot of these guys that didn't get that stuff that want it now that hypes the price up. Uh, and, and, and that's why that these little sets, yeah, we're talking these little sets that probably cost 15 bucks. I mean, they cost a hundred bucks now. I mean, some of them you can't even catch at a hundred and then the bigger sets, especially the Japanese ones. I mean, don't even get me started. You know, you, you could uh, forego the mortgage on the house and buy one of those things. Yeah, they're pretty expensive. I mean, um, on the one cast, I think I don't remember. I think it was the last cast. Me and Brett were on. Um, he had brought up the big powered set. That's a MicroMaster base. Yeah. All three of those put together makes one of the biggest bases that was released. And 
in Japan, you can buy them individually, and then later on they came with a box set that had all three. Right. But, um, yeah, that's my son crying. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> you could probably hear him. Um, but those things were just, like, awesome because there were so many things they did. And they even integrated electronics into them, which mm -hmm. goes into the only two Transformers that we have. Well, technically technically four if you, call, if you count Brave and Grand. Um, Brave, Grand, Fort, and um, Grandis only had elevators. Mm -hmm. None of the other ones had elevators. They have never integrated an elevator into anything else since then, which has been well, pretty crazy, I think. No, no. Fort Max had an elevator. Yeah, I said Fort Max. There's okay. only four. And, you, got, um, you got Brave, then you've got Grandis. Okay. Then you've got Fort, and then okay. you've got um, Grand Max. That's okay. the only ones that even had an elevator gimmick. And, Gra and Grandis's was technically motorized. So this really goes above and beyond of what toy engineering is now, if you think about it, guys. If you right. look in the uh, pre-Transformers, there's quite a few uh, elevator gimmicks that were in the uh, Fortress X and Great Robot base that most people don't even know anything about. Right, right. And then, then you can go actually go backwards with the, 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 the little bitty, uh, I, I always call them the speed ramps because that's what they were. Like what that was on the chest of um, uh, Trypticon, mm -hmm. and even uh, Metroplex had it, and many of them had that, which, which all it was is it was a little lever that you hit, and it caused the platform to pop up at an angle, and it would it would launch the whatever you put in there, which was usually a, a MicroMaster. So they're like little launchers. MicroMasters uh, or mini-bots. Right, and uh, I'm trying to think. Off the top of my head, I know that Metro Metroplex had one because he had it in his chest. Septicon mm -hmm. yeah. had one when he went into basement. It was on his chest. Um, Metroplex, because it came yeah. out of the garage. Right. Any any others? We got Metroplex um, and and Trypticon. Well, Scorponok. Well, actually, yeah. uh, yep. G1 Prime himself, his trailer, had the launcher built into it. Well, yeah, but that was actually spring-loaded. That's a spring-loaded. Spring that spring oh, okay. You're talking about a, just the little flip ramps. Yeah, yes. the little okay. flip ramps. Well, the That's new Metroplex actually has it. So, so both oh, Metroplexes does? have it. Yeah, the new one? Yeah. He's got it in his chest. You kind of, well, you kind of open it a little bit, and it'll it'll go shooting out of there. That's a out. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess you can kind of call that, but that's more or less a drop ramp. Yeah. This is like a button you press. But it plays homage to the to the original Metroplex. So yeah. a little homage there. Yeah, big time. It's the what is it? Right chest panel. Yeah, the right chest panel, just like uh, G1 Plex was. Yeah, but this goes into um, well, like you like you brought up like the spring loaded gimmick, um, Grandis, and um, only Grandis had a uh, a launching platform, like a spring loaded launching platform on the uh, the base mode. That allowed you to fire off one of the uh, little MicroMasters. And then you had the little bitty trailers that looked like semi-trucks. They're like little box trucks. And um, what you would do is you would flip the ramp down. And on the front of the box truck, there's this little bitty button you would press. like a little tongue sticking out. You press that and it would fire the car out. And it's a little spring-loaded gimmick in there. And... Um, What's crazy is if you happen to have a Sky Gary, not Sky Gary, um, 
Star Convoy. Star Convoy, if you leave the legs folded up and you got it in base mode and you got like the because the legs can fold out, if you park two of the trucks in there and you fold up those things, there's two little yellow parts that are on his kneecaps. You press those down, those are spring loaded buttons that allow you to fire those micromasters out without having to pull out the trailers. It's a very interesting gimmick. Right. Right. I, I remember probably that. one of the, the coolest little, ones. The little cargos fit in there, and then they mm-hmm. can launch out of the cargos. Yep. And then you could actually mix and match the cargos because they were all the same, just color difference or sticker difference. Yeah, they were only black and white were the only two colors that came in. But, yeah, um, but then they were numbered different, too. Right. They were all numbered different. Um, if you do have hold of white ones, white ones are extremely hard to find. Those are all Japanese. Almost every one of those are Japanese. Um, I do know that I believe it was Grandis was the only one that came with. Well, actually, didn't Sky Gary come with a white one? Sky Gary came with a white one. Um, okay. Well, wait a minute. I know I got a black I know one. Grandis but I thought does. the black one went with Star Convoy. Yes, the, the black, black one goes with Star Convoy. The white one goes with Grandis. Grandis supposed to have a white one as well. Nope, we got it backwards. Sky Gary had a black one. Okay. I think. Well, you say Grandis had a black one also? No, he has white. Okay. That's why it's so rare. Um, but the crazy thing is, is if you did purchase the MicroMaster 3-pack that they had in Japan, a lot of them came with a white cargo trailer like we're talking about that fired off the little cars. And this is like a great little launcher that you can play with. I mean, just that alone with the MicroMasters, you can get a lot of play value out of. But when you had the Sky Gary and, say, three of those cargo trucks, you could take three of those cargo trucks and you basically park them side by side. And then you kind of mash them together because they have these little pins that allow you to push them together to form one big unit. Right. Then what you would do is you would extend Sky Gary out and it would allow you to be able to plug it into this little bitty nodule. Um, for my audio listeners, I know you're not able to see this, but Meganus is holding one up. But there's a peg, like a little square thing on the top, that allows Skygary to grip hold of this. And when you do this, it plugs in, so that way you can take off with Skygary, and they would stay all on there. And then when you want to drop them off, you just bring Skygary down a little close to the ground, you hit the button on top, it drops all three at the same time, and then you go about your way. Right. Which so is then a you really had, interesting gimmick. You had the top piece right here that you're talking about that would connect to them. And you have the side ones, which have male or female alternating, so mm-hmm. that you could lock them side by side. And then basically on the front, by the would be the cab, you have this little lever. Yeah, it's the tongue that I was talking about. Yeah, and let me see, does it, does it work when it's you have to open it, don't you? You have to open it up, and you have to push in on the ramp itself. You guys put the fingers in the hole. Yes, I know. That's what she said. <laughs> huh. I had to do it. I had to plug it. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm trying to figure out how it launches. Uh, you put it in there, and then after that, you hit the little tab on the back, and it should pop forward. Hmm. Not working on yours? I don't know. This thing's brand spanking new, but I'm, maybe I'm just doing it wrong. Uh, it could be the gutted version. If it's a U.S. Encore release of Sky Gary. I don't know. This was uh, this one's number zero. It was the only one I grabbed. Mm, I think that let, me see, let me grab the one from my... Uh, Grandis. Yeah. 
Hang if you on. got that one handy. I know yeah, that well, one's probably buried somewhere. I just gotta find it. But yeah, um, the uh, the Sky Gary that is an encore release that was released. I want to say that was like in 2002, 2003, or something like that. It was released here in the United States. Um, I believe it was a Sam's Club exclusive. Um, that one does not have the launching spring-loaded gimmick. Now, not to say that you can't gut the item and actually make the spring-loaded gimmick work, because you can. It's not hard to do whatsoever. It's a couple screws, and you just pull the ramp portion out and add a spring and then put it back in. But it's a very, very cool gimmick if you can actually get one to work. I think, honestly, I think they're still in the boxes, so I'd have to pull them out. Okay. But in any case. So you're saying for the Encore ones or the uh, for Star Convoy, I think it's the only one, that the way you can tell it's a uh, a reissue is that it's gutted out. Not on the Star – no, no. I'm talking about um, Sky Gary, not the uh, Star Convoy. Because the Star Convoy was a – Encore reissue, but it wasn't a stateside Encore reissue. It was one you had to import. Okay. Because I'm trying to figure out where I got this one from. I don't remember. Yeah, if that came, I believe that one came from Sky Gary. Mm, The Sky Gary I got was Japanese. It was the first Hmm. release. I don't know, then. Hmm. That's odd. That's very odd. Hmm. Anyway. Anyhow, enough of that rabble. <laughs> um, but moving on to more of the gimmicks, like you were saying, um, the, a lot of the things tend to uh, interchange quite a bit. And um, that was one of the biggest sell points of the entire MicroMaster line. Um, quite a few of the little, little, little or smaller robots had these smaller little peg holes. And they had a peg on one side and a hole on the other. And you can take those and literally interchange them in between each other that actually combined. And you can do the same with the payload sets because the payload sets, you can literally swap one end of the payload if you wanted to, or you can swap out just the, the robot on the front that's pulling and the other one that's helped pushing in the back. You can swap those all around. It was a really, really interesting gimmick. And it's something I would, I'm, I would love to see that kind of thing come back because I thought it was kind of interesting. I think it gave more play value that way. I agree. Um, I think I think Brandon wants to talk about something. I mean, I think it's something new that he got. And, he, and he's just, he's bursting at the seams. <laughs> bursting if he does not tell us. So please, well, enlighten us. Well, since, since we're on, you know, gimmicks and gadgets, um, one of the, the newer Transformers I've just received here, which is G2, Masterpiece G2 Sideswipe. All of his weapons, almost all of them, combine to make a larger weapon. So you have all the different guns, and they all combine together. And then you also take the two tires that come with it. They snap on to the rear of the gun. And they make this one huge weird-looking gun that's just pretty cool. And we finished getting it together. And here you have it. 
that's all the weapons combined, the little shoulder tires, everything. All except for the sword. Well, the sword connects to it also. Um, I haven't I thought There's it was a little supposed peg to on the side of the hilt that pegs to the side of it. That, yeah, that's yeah. It's on the bottom, isn't it, right here? I can't remember. I just know there's a little there's yep, a little there side of that what would be an engine and it plugs it, it's right there on the bottom of it. On the side of it. There we go. Yep. There you go. So all of the weapons combine as that's actually a pretty neat little little gimmick of it. And then if you want to make them look really intimidating, you can always pop it into the top of side swipe. If I can get it to go in there. So you're basically plugging it into the roof? Yeah, into the roof port. And then, God, it just got everything on there, man. It's amazing. That's straight up an homage of what he does in the comic book. Yep. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it's awesome, dude. It really is. And actually, uh, on the back of the box, it's a little bit different. I don't know if y'all can see it. It's actually a little bit of G2 artwork from... From the comic books, from G2 Comics. Yeah, that is. Which is uh, pretty neat, man. So I just wanted to show him off. He, he's a cool figure. If y'all haven't picked him up yet, get him. I think Captured Prey has him for, what, 72 bucks? No, uh, 68. Shipping. 68? Oh. 68, I believe. It went down, and it was 72 last time I saw it. So, man, that's even I, better. I picked mine up uh, Saturday. You got it Saturday? How you liking it? Um, I can tell you that I love it. And anyone that's that's on the fence because it is a G2, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion, it's definitely separate enough um, so that you're not getting two side swipes, and it, it blends in just nicely. It looks great, especially I have mine right next to Tiger Tracks yeah. and the regular side swipe. So fits right in, looks great. I got him right in the front. Uh, the only thing I don't like is I had to because I like I like having the little sword or machete whatever you want to call it in his yeah. hand. I don't like it on the back because it, it literally just dangles there. There's not yeah. a sheath or a plug. It just dangles there. And so I put it in his hand and unfortunately he comes with two guns. You can either take the other gun stored on his back like in vehicle mode or you can plug them together which is what I did. And they kind of look like on the side. I really wish they would have made a mode where both the guns would plug together, either side by side or make one big gun. That's my only thing well, that I would have thought would have been nicer. You can do it this way. Just yeah, like I said, sword. you can put it like side to side, you know, like at an angle. Yeah. I mean, that's how I have it. it. It just looks kind of goofy. Yeah, it does. If they it's were side like straight up, side and, yeah, yeah, it would look better. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Have them side by side, both straight up. Or and even down. plug, you know, front to back to make it a bigger gun. Yes, along like the Rodimus's gun. Exactly. Man, that would have been nice, really nice. And one thing I like is he didn't come with any stickers because I like the black Lambo look. I just don't like the G2 side swipe stickers. Well, see then, yeah. So you could actually put the stickers on if you wanted to. Yes. Or you could leave it just like that, and there's just your. There's your deep cover until they come out with that one. There you go. <laughs> Which they probably will. They're milking the crap out of that mold. Yes, <laughs> yes they are. Let's get on with the next one. Sides, uh, Sunstreaker. Sunstreaker. <laughs> well, we got Wheeljack coming out. I guarantee you. Now, wait a minute. Now. They can remold All that's going to be discussed on Friday. 
Okay. Friday we're need, gonna, yeah, that's, that's for a different cast. I need to jump <laughs> on there with y'all because. Oh, we're, it's it was definitely heated and it will continue to progress yeah, in that manner. I missed out on that on last week's one. I had something to do. Um, I would try to make it on this week because uh, masterpiece is my line, man. Good. I don't know well, everything about line, it. I know we're not really doing a announce my wallet. Um, but they, these are just things that we've acquired that we wish to discuss. And the one thing that I got, and I haven't even opened him yet. Oh, nice. Is Prime. Uh, yes. I've heard mixed things on him. I've heard that, you know, you, you get your pimp Prime. It's great. I've heard others say it sucks. Uh, like I said, I haven't opened it yet, but I did pop it open. And the only thing I don't like... It's going to be really hard to see, but on his shoulders, he's got, on the left, he's got his Autobot embossed emblem, like he does on the regular MP10. Mm-hmm. And then on the on the right, they added a an Autobot logo, and it looks like they tried to incorporate a dragon yeah, in the logo, but, but really, it, it looks like... It looks like a messed up Autobot logo is what it looks like. I thought it was actually a paint smudge or something. It, it looks horrible. It's the same uh, one that's on the, the back of the trailer, right? On the back of the two doors? It should be the same symbol. I don't know. I haven't opened it yet. Um, it's but supposed to be. I don't know if I can. I don't. I, I guarantee you're not going to be able to see it. I'm not going to be able to see what's yeah. engaging out there. But let me see. Yeah, you're just getting a big old. Yeah. Mask. I mean, I've seen it before. It's in the, it's in the upper corner right there. Actually, that same symbol in the upper right-hand corner in the white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When right. you open up the flap, yeah, right there. Right. Let me see. Can you see it? Yeah. Hold it down just a little bit. Can you? Okay. Yeah, right there. There we go. That's it. Yeah, it's that yeah. same symbol. Yeah, but but when you put it all in gold. Looks like ass. Looks like shit. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I've been trying to keep this PG-13, but, yeah, it looks like shit. Um, I haven't had a chance to open everything else up and look at it, Um, but I really dig the whole clear trailer. Uh, a lot of people didn't like that, and I thought, there you go. Now, now you've got Prime's trailer when it magically disappears. So, magically which is another delicious. discussion all in and of itself. <laughs> it's very true. Um, my the my whole thing is, we talk about gimmicks and stuff. That's a gimmick in itself. This whole you're the horse, you're the dragon, you're the snake. Thing. I mean, that's that's a new gimmick that they implemented in the past few years. Well, Just let me ask you this, only because retakes. you brought it up. And, and I do understand <laughs> that we're talking about the Chinese calendar and, and, and this, but what, what's it all about? I don't understand it. Why? Why that gimmick? Why? I because when they're really, released, is that is it coincide when they were released? Or is there any, is it just random? I don't understand. I don't understand it either. If somebody out there, one of our viewers or somebody can plug and let us know what that is actually about, it'd be awesome. But my whole thing is I think it's just an excuse for them to bring out another repaint. That's just my whole opinion about it. Because well, all they had to do was market this right here, and they just put big letters right here, Pimp Prime. And it would sell because that's what he is. He's got his bling bling, you know, and and he's got he's got his he's got his bling bling and and I haven't gotten the Matrix yet, but it needs to come with a nice gold chain so we can hang it around. 
And I'm just waiting for him to make one where his faceplate comes off and he shows his teeth and he's got gold, gold teeth. teeth. Well, I'm wondering. I'm thinking I'm going to take and I'm just going to paint little gold rings on his knuckles. There you go. You know, I'm he gonna be he gonna be pimping, pimping back. He's gonna be the shizzle nizzle. That's right, man. So you know, <laughs> I, I, yeah, then that's all good. Is there a cane or something coming out for one of our for um, I forget yeah, what the you know what? Like some cane or something. There you go. Now you got a cane for. If you remember uh, when we did the masterpiece, I have uh, my my MP1 has the cape that you could get for him. And you know what? And it's in pimp purple too. It is purple. It needs a little uh, little fuzzy around the collar. That's it. And then he needs a pimp hat. Oh. <laughs> a, little, a little white with the with the polka dot on it. With the little band. All right. Viewers I'm sure Mattel will hook us up with something for Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do it, but my customizing skills are limited, so someone else do it and do it better than I am. But we need our – you got Pimp Daddy Destro. We need our Pimp Daddy Prime, and someone needs to pimp him out. I'm talking high heel <laughs> shoes, uh, everything. You know what would have made that better is if they actually put a gimmick in him, because we're talking about gimmicks. You press a button, and he starts bouncing like a lowrider. <laughs> that would be funny. But then in robot mode, in robot mode, he has he's got a gimmick where he's he's like this, and you hit it, and it's his pimp hand. There you go. He's, he's smacking the bitches. All right. And then you'd have you'd have, have a little thing on his back where you can yeah, move it up and down. You have a little thing on the back, and it'd be superpower pimp hand. Bam. I like it. See Hasbro, see Hasbro, <laughs> three guys just sitting here on a podcast just, just you know, upped you. We yeah. can do this. It's not that hard to make these toys. That's it. Come up with these ideas. We do it all the time. That's a million dollar idea right there. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Plasticon, did you acquire anything recently that you would like to share? Well, I guess I can... Um, like a couple things I got here. I'm still um, holding one thing back specifically for you. Just keep that in mind. Sure you are. Oh, yes, yes. Um, speaking of pimp colors and craziness, and you guys know how G2 I am. Yeah, that's a nice flow. That definitely flows. Surfing the Ebays, and um, I ran across a crazy lot. I got a lot that came in with um, a monstructor that most of you guys are very familiar with that I already repainted as Dino King. If you guys have not checked out that review, I highly suggest you do. Um, he's obviously going to get his real monstructor colors for me because I'm going to repaint him. And um, within that silly lot, I got hold of a actual one-to-one -one scale Grimlock and some crazy G2 colors. Um, for my non-viewers, he's red, purple, and like a really, really, really turquoisey blue. Even the gimmicks the tail not, weapon. It's got everything. This thing literally does the same thing that the Pretender Grimlock does, and it does fit in the Pretender Grimlock shell. You guys can probably add two and two and see where I'm probably going to go with this. Painting that but, shell, are you? Oh yes, I'm. Well, this one, <laughs> this one here. This particular shell here I got for, like, next to nothing at a flea market. It's very yellowed. It's very beat up. So I'm going to be in the market for a new Pretender shell for my other Grimlock with a helmet, and then I'm going to redo this one because this one deserves it. 
because as far as I'm concerned, old weathered toys, if you can't restore them, turn them into something awesome. And that's what I do. But um, also through channels of my favorite Facebook friends and such, I acquired a machine robo psycho. Um, this is also known as GoBot, GoBot Psycho, but um, it's a future machine car, and I am absolutely loving this thing. This thing is almost dead mint. It's so much click, it's not even funny. I just absolutely love this toy. I, when I was a kid, a, a buddy of mine had one of these, but it was missing the whole cockpit portion in the middle because he was a kid and he broke it off. But... Having this thing in hand now, I am absolutely floored by the engineering. I'm wondering why we don't get more robots like this, because this is exactly like deluxe size for you Transformer collectors out there. And its transformation is super simple. There's no Rob gimmicks. Hell, he's even got knee joints, for God's sake, guys. Come on. And it's ratcheted. So, what the hell's up, Hasbro? <clears throat> but... Yeah, lots of die-cast. Yes, I'm very biased to die-cast. I still think robots should have half. I heard it was a lost art. Yeah, it pretty much is because people are lazy nowadays and they're cheap. You know, oh, buying correct molds. Yes, I called you guys out. Um, I mean, come on. If Mattel can still put out Hot Wheels and die-cast, give me a break. Seriously. Really? But, or, you, or you could just buy them and, and use their molds, and you know, and now you got more die cast. There you go, Hasbro. Do it. It's yeah, very, very true. I mean, and we're talking about like gimmicks. I mean, die cast was a gimmick. It's lost art now. And everybody's all like, oh, well, it's cheaper and easier to have a robot that's all plastic. Well, an all plastic robot's great, but you guys out there that complain about your robot that falls over? If it had die cast feet, do you think it would fall over? Try to think of that one. Well, and, and you got to look at, and here we go, Hasbro. Think about it. Look at all the third-party companies out there that are that are integrating uh, the the diecast into it, and they've learned. You know, we we got started with uh, and uh, Defender, who had diecast, and that and that made him, you know, it was heavier, it would stand better, but then uh, they had problems with it. So the next one they did. Um, I think that was steel core was next wasn't he i think it was and he had yeah he had no die cast and now they're going back to it so i i like the idea i think it's great but it needs to be incorporated correctly you know the points everyone knows wherever die cast meets plastic you better reinforce the plastic because it's going to break you got stress points there uh, but you know what i was just thinking about third party and gimmicks, and you know what? One of the things that just totally blew me away was um, Diesel. Uh, when he is combined, the little rubber pads on the feet. Mm -hmm. Simple idea. Awesome. Keeps the damn thing from sliding. It stays. And you can put him in some awesome poses. So I, I think, you know, something very, very simple. Just adding a little, these little rubber pads that are actually integrated into remember correctly they're, they're integrated into the trailer the the truck mode and they're awesome it's a great idea so third party you know guys keep it up hasbro you know get on the ball 
Now, it kind of makes me wonder, because, I mean, you think about this. Like, all you guys out there used to complain, because it's like, oh, my combiners don't like to stand up very well because they're too top-heavy or something. I mean, if you think about it, if they actually would have maybe made the feet plate either die-cast or maybe put little rubber pads on the very bottom, I mean, I know they're hollow. So mm -hmm. it wouldn't have been that hard to construct a piece of rubber that would plug into that hollow bit. Or maybe some third-party guy out there would be awesome enough to start creating these things for us, especially for poor Devastator. He kind of needs something like that. Maybe something that plugs onto, you know, like the bucket such and, you know, all that for Scavenger to kind of help him stand up a little better. But, I mean, this is kind of a, you know, more or less biased toward your older ones. But, yeah, I mean, I don't see why we didn't get more rubber, like, foot padding on any of our robots. I mean, even the newer ones nowadays... They could easily might put like a little bitty thin layer of rubber around, you know, the feet portions and stuff to make them stand up better or just you know, and, integrate like a couple little bitty pads somewhere in the foot. That right. And, and everyone knows that a little rubber is definitely worth more than an ounce of protection. So that's, absolutely. absolutely. And that's exactly what she said. <laughs> right. Okay. So the one thing I did pick up, and when I got it, I went, oh, Plasticon's going to like it. Is this. Wow. That's cool, dude. That Freedom is... Warriors. Raiden. Raiden. Out of Raiden. all. Raiden. Raiden. Yeah, One of the hardest ones to find. Well, I got him. And I'm completely awesome. Love it. It's got all the little, you know, got the little missiles, all that stuff. Um, and then I looked at it and I went, man, this, I don't remember it being like this when I was a kid. Well, I found out they made two different ones. This one has the, the launching uh, fist with the axes, which if anyone, let's see if you can see, you get the little missile here it it really shoots i mean that missile that, that that spring is strong yeah i mean a lot of people don't understand well i mean this is kind of getting away from like the transformers gimmick but kind of ties into transformers it was a gimmick Absolutely. the rocket punch on shogun warriors literally would launch a chunk of plastic clear across the room that's like the size of like a small baseball well a very large well, what I found out was for Raydine hmm. is the whole launching gimmick and everything pops off. And they sold another one with the arm with a bow because he had a bow. That was what he was known for. Mm -hmm. And I, rem I distinctly remember when I was a kid, it had a little bow. So now I got to find the other one. So. Well, I mean, that's another thing a lot of people aren't familiar with. When it comes to the Shogun Warriors, there are a lot of aftermarket stuff out there, too. They've got one that's got, like, a rapid-fire missile thing where it literally has, like, six little missiles that's rapid-fires. It literally shoots, like, several, like, in a Gatling gun. Wow. And then you've got one that's the finger launchers, which are basically three little missiles that you can fire one single one at a time. Then you had, like you said, like the axe-throwing gimmick. Then you right. had ones that did that with shurikens. It's also known as Chinese stars, for those guys who don't know that. Little bitty Chinese stars. And I'm telling you, these things were sharp. They weren't 
These yeah, are like is, blunt force. This is back when a toy was a toy, and if they hit you, they hurt go. you. The, Sorry. In the, the chest, he, he has these little bird missiles, and kind of mm. like a phoenix. And they shoot pretty good. Yeah, and, they shoot I mean, pretty they're not. I mean, they're a little blunt on the, the end, but, I mean, they're still sharp. And I think that, that axe is probably more dangerous than that little chest missile. Because imagine yeah. a corner of that little blade getting you an eye or something. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. But the shurikens were like the most dangerous ones. Um, yeah, they did other ones too. Because it was like a disc launcher. Like you guys know that you guys are very familiar with like laser convoy scourge, mm-hmm. yep. and Nemesis Prime with the disc launching gimmick that was just like that, except for it was Chinese stars that flew out. Well, and the big thing is <clears> I looked at this thing, and this, uh, you know, I'm not, I, I don't know much about how to gauge these things but this spring in this arm is massive i mean it's it's a good half inch in diameter a a strong strong spring and it will launch i mean they don't they don't play around (laughs) yeah it's probably got about a good five six pound tension on there man it'll go it'll shoot it across the room yeah but I was I was kind of let down after I got it because I was like and, and I was so happy to get it because it was complete and I got it home and I started looking at it and I went man I remember it having a bow so I looked it up and yeah of course the bow is like super super rare so now I'm back on the hunt but yeah it's all good it's all good yeah, I there, there's several here. of them um there's several of them that they reissued in several different ways mm-hmm. so a lot of people aren't really familiar out there I mean when you guys go looking for Shogun Warriors. Keep your eyes out when you're looking for. I'm talking about like the large jumbos, guys. If you guys aren't familiar with what we're talking about, we're talking about the jumbos, the 22 inch jumbo gigantic robots. I'm trying to. Um, They have different renditions. What's this? Just because I had him handy, but we all know how big this the the scoop is. Yeah, like Radiant's head is the size of scoop. Yeah, that Shogun's all well. That guy, he's about the same size as Metroplex, as Generation he's Metroplex. Taller. He's yeah, taller. Is he taller? This one is taller every than one of them are, Every one of those are taller than Generations Four. Because okay. I thought yeah, they were around like They're the over two feet. Yeah, same thing with with Metroplex. I thought they were around the same height, right around might there. Be. I don't, I don't have a no. Metroplex, but he is definitely bigger than Fort Max. I had my Metroplex out, and I put my Guy King, which a lot of you guys are familiar with. As you guys see me ranting about. By the way, this guy has chest missiles, otherwise booby launchers. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he's, he's got nipple like missiles. Said, this guy is taller than Generations Metroplex. And the crazy thing is um, the shoulders have these little bitty, looks like little bitty horns that stick out. Those right there are the storage areas that you put the extra missiles. And right. if you get, um, I'm trying to remember his name. Mazinger. Mazinger. Mazinger's Mazinger actually got him on his boots, too. Yeah. And there's a couple Shogun Warriors where it literally has a gun that comes out of the leg that comes down that's actually a missile launcher. It's a complete different type of missile launcher compared to the rest of them. And like you were saying with the, uh, with the whole idea that these pop off, mine's very stiff to try and get off um, right, but they were technically you could you could interchange them too. Yeah, they're all interchangeable. And what's crazy is when you pull it off, it looks like he's got a Gatling gun for an arm, still, like half an arm, which is funny. Mm-hmm. But the great thing is, is these things were completely interchangeable. There was a lot of play value behind these toys, and that's why they're so sought after. Plus, they're durable. A lot of people's like, oh, it's it's that plastic shampoo stuff. Well, it's a plastic shampoo stuff back in the day where if you smack somebody in the head with a bottle, it hurt. 
it's the same quality. I mean, this stuff, you, I mean, you you have to be hard-pressed to sit here and squeeze the crap out of this to be able to crack it or break it. Now, that's one thing I do want to kind of give you guys, I mean, guys a heads up on. When it comes to looking for any of these guys in the aftermarket, watch out for cracking because cracking on these gets started. It's next to impossible to fix. It's very difficult to fix. But if you guys are out in the market for a Shogun Warrior, check them out. Um, I do know that they have um, – there's actually repro labels for these, but it's not through the repro labels that you guys know about. There's a few channels out there. You can actually get um, new stickers for these guys too, so that way you can all doll them all up that have been all beat up. I mean, mine needs new shin stickers, but I think I kind of like him being a little beat up. Right. kind of shows a little bit of prestige. But. When, I, when I got mine, if you'll notice, the uh – I'm missing a sticker, and it's actually a pretty, pretty obvious-looking missing sticker. Mm -hmm. So I knew about the repo labels, um, but the main thing I wanted is the white. I wanted it to be white because it's just like, just like other transformers that are white, they yellow, they yellow right. over time. Mm -hmm. you know, you'll, you'll see a lot of the same problems with your transformers and with any toys with plastic. That let's face it, the plastic wasn't made to last forever. It was a child's toy. I mean, it's kind of like you're going to run into these issues. It's kind of like my pretender Grimlock here. Yes, I know my lighting is a little bit yellow, and that's really he looks like an avid like smoker. Yeah, he does. And um, <laughs> that, honestly, that's more sun wear than it is smoker wear, um, yeah. because you can tell how yellowed it is. It, I mean, usually if you get something like that, you can only smell it and be like, oh, that's nicotine and wipe right off. Most of the time, you can use a very small bleach sedative. This is kind of a tip for our collectors out there that buy stuff that are not mint in box and stuff they want to restore them if you guys are trying to restore something that is white you can use bleach and water but have a very 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 small amount of bleach in there so that way it's enough in order to pull the uh the nasty stuff out of the plastic now if it gets to the point that it's not actually pulling it off my suggestion is to be very careful and decide to try to use any kind of other cleaning chemical because you can possibly degrade the plastic over time, especially if it's a rubberized bit. I would kind of keep stuff like that away from rubberized bit because it tends to start turning that rubber into almost a gooey gel, and you don't want any of that. Right, right. Um, I found that for smoking, um, sometimes uh, in, in an – I. I'm going to go on a rant here, especially when we're talking about Evil Bay. But when people list stuff and they list conditions, list whether you are a smoker or not, and it's going to have smoke damage. You may not smell to you, but to a non-smoker, it's going to smell. And, and I found that the easiest way of getting rid of it is as simple as a Ziploc bag and some Febreze, a little spray Febreze. Spray it into the bag. It doesn't even have to touch the toy. Put a toy in there, seal it up. A couple days later, it's gone. Now that's just for the smell. That's not for the uh, that I hate to use the word, but mucusy, nasty the smoke that attaches itself. Yeah, and that that's different. You're gonna have to scrub that off. Right. But as far as the smell, the Febreze will work. I mean, myself, I had um back when you know a lot of you guys have been following me for a long time. I had seen that I acquired fairly good lot of like G1 Transformers. Quite a few of those came from place, uh, people that were smoking. I mean, they hadn't even got a chance to put them on the shelf yet, and I snagged them. 
because I was like, they're in good condition. They just need love and they need a little cleaning. And that's what I did. I know it's a nasty kind of thing to do, but some of you guys out there that are really in the market trying to find some of these vintage toys, if you run across somebody that's selling stuff off, <clears throat> but they don't want to bother to clean them, they're more than likely going to be more pressed to sell them quicker. So that way they don't have to deal with the cleaning option. Right. So any of you guys out there get stuff off of Evil Bay, don't – I mean, honestly – if you get something that comes from a smoker's place, just keep in mind that when you get that thing in hand, it's probably going to stink. And you might want to be outside cleaning it or on a porch or something when you do it. So we don't get that stuff inside your house. But if that's what you're trying to do. Because, you know, some of you guys out there do try to buy some of the older transformers. And I don't blame you because, you know what, some of those need the love, period. So go at it. Even if they're broken lots that came from a smoker home that you're trying to piece together the kit bash and build I don't know well you know Jimus or whatever the heck you're gonna try to build. <laughs> as a as a former smoker, because I, I don't smoke anymore. Um even when I did smoke, I, I just didn't smoke in my house. I never did because it gets into everything. I don't right. smoke in my vehicles or in my house. I'll go outside on my front porch or something like that and smoke. And so that way I would never would bring it into my home and I would never get it on my transformers. Because being as a smoker, I have purchased some before at flea markets, and they smell bad. I can smell it on it. I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't take a, uh, a bloodhound to, to smell it, that's for sure. No, it, it stands out. It's got a very distinct smell. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. And, you know, I, I don't smoke. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, dude, I smoke and I can smell that shit. Worse than going to a convention and being next to the guy that hasn't bathed all week. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm talking about that film. That funk. <laughs> Damn, you know there. who you are. You know who you they are. Know who they are. They know. The worst thing is, they know who they are, but you don't correct it. Correct the situation. It. It's then it's you could be the guy this. going, you know that guy. So. Look at this, guys. For the guys out there, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of advice. When it comes to going to conventions, first off, when you go to a convention, don't pay for overpriced water. Put a couple bottles of water in your bag. I'm not going to check all that. The other thing, throw a little can of freaking, like, deodorant or something in there. And go to the bathroom and spray it on and come back out. So that way you're not reeking the entire thing because everybody gets sweaty and icky at conventions. And, I don't like to stand remember, next to the dude when I'm trying to thumb through comics and he smells like old cheese. Come on, well, guys. But here's the Use thing. a little just, bit of deodorant. Just remember... If you if you smell it, or if other people smell it, and you think, man, that's not me, it's you. So just Probably. go ahead and take care of it. Or you know, just and if everyone did that, we wouldn't have to worry about it. But there's always, always every convention at least one, and it's not that difficult. It's not, you know. And and I'm not talking about the one, you know, the hour because you've been there for an hour and you 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 start sweating. I'm not even talking about that smell because, I mean, we can live with that. I'm seriously talking about the guy that hasn't bathed all week because to save some money, he didn't get a hotel room. He's sleeping in his car. And I'm like, oh, my God, that kind of smell. Yeah. You know, go, go to the gas station, put your you know, coins in the machine and, and wash yourself in the car a lot. I don't care. But get rid of the smell. 
There's yeah. car washes there, guys. Just, just if you have to, just strip down naked, run through the freaking thing, and come back out, spray a bunch of stuff on, and go back to the convention. Not, not naked for, of course, but you know, come back. At That's least a whole other issue there. <laughs> yeah, we don't need that. <laughs> we don't need that. Hey, uh, All right. Brett, Chad tells you to check your cell phone on YouTube. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm working. Oh, I mean, okay. Well, real quick, getting <laughs> back to the topic. We talked about the things that we like. I've already mentioned what I don't like. Now, what gimmick do you think is just totally stupid that, that they never should have done? It is just not, it's not your bag, baby. Hmm. I went there. Plasticon, go for it. Mech tech. <laughs> Two words. That was a horrible gimmick. I understand what they were going for, but not putting locking mechanisms on those stupid weapons was the dumbest choice ever. I think they were just trying to save on plastic or something. But it's like, come on. One little spring-loaded switch or friction-loaded switch would have fixed half those issues on those. I absolutely hated mech tech. I thought it was garbage. I, Worst gimmick. I agree. Ever. I agree. Yeah. Was that was that the same one they used in the Transformers Prime line? Because yep. I didn't buy much of the Dark of the Moon toys. I didn't care for them. Yep. They did and, that, and they and put I know the stupid Prime little was light. Horrible. God, it was horrible. <laughs> they put the light that didn't even do anything. It, sh- it, it glued a little bit of translucent plastic that's around the lighting gimmick. Yeah, they were horrible. It didn't go down the barrel. It didn't go down the sword. It didn't do anything. It would sit there and just look like an eyesore in this big, yeah. gigantic battery pack, like the size of the damn robot's head hanging off of it. I mean, yeah. Dumb. Sorry. I remember that. My, dumb my, choice. That's one of the things I really dislike. Like Thundertron from Transformers Prime, I really like that Transformer. But, man, I really dislike that weapon with a passion. I mean, that thing was just horrible. And same thing with Ultramatic. All of them on, on Prime that had that gimmick weapon. They were just horrible. Couldn't knock them. You couldn't do nothing with them, man. It was just ridiculous. It was a waste. Yeah, so to me, it was a waste of engineering, a waste of time, and they honestly could have integrated somewhere. And I mean, come on, think about it. How many of you guys liked you know, the Prime that they came out with and in Transformers Prime, you know, the Voyager size, but you turn it around and it's completely hollow in the back. It's like, come on, they could have took yeah. all these engineering stupid bits into some stupid weapon, gave us two little plastic guns or something to plug onto the back or something to fill it in. That would have worked much better than some battery-operating gimmick. Oh, look, we're going to try to sell the toy because you have to integrate electronics. Honestly, I understand the you know, the demographics of it all now, but it's like, it's ridiculous. You do not need that kind of stuff. Look at the toys we're getting now. Getting toys now without electronics. They got firing missiles. They got a solid plastic gun. Thank you for getting your heads out of your asses. Please keep going down this route. Agreed. Yep. Well, I, I'm looking, first I, um, I wanted to comment on the YouTube with, uh, uh, Chad, first, uh, I think he was trying to tell me to check my phone, but he said, Brett, even. And the funny part is, is the comment before that was that the show lasts anywhere from an hour to three hour in extreme cases. And he said, Brett, even, meaning that I last anywhere from an hour to three hours. And um, thank you. I do. Um, <laughs> I do last that long. 
Um, it, I do have a lot of, you know, uh, going stamina. stamina. And, and, and yeah. so, yes, thank you for noticing, Chad. Also, he comments <laughs> that when we were talking about the, the Chinese calendar and what they call the toys, he said, yes, they do coincide with the year of the figure release and the animal of that year. Okay, thank you, Mr. Wizard. Thank you for your comments. Um, I don't know if you, you know, you're you're right or not, considering the source. I doubt it, but thank you for your comment. So, cool. We've talked about the gimmicks. We've talked about the ones we love, yeah. the ones that we hate. Before well, before we wrap up, real quick, can I or before we change? No, go ahead. Can I do something? Um, my wife just just brought this into me here. It's you know something that I ordered off of uh, Amazon here, uh -uh. and I just want to do a little quick unboxing. This, because uh, you know, we'll we'll do it live right now. Go hey, with it. Hey, it's all yours, dude. You have the floor. Almost cut my finger, but okay, kids, be careful yes. when you have extremely sharp knives. They will cut. Oh, <laughs> fingers no, off. No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> so let's slide this bad boy open. I don't. I don't think y'all gonna be too impressed with the figure because I already have two of this figure. I'm impressed with the box so far. It's a huge it's box, a box, dude. <laughs> oh it's man, a box. It's brown. And I love these. There we go. Did y'all hear that? And I like the other bubble wrap. <laughs> I like bubble wrap. And I got another one of these guys. Oh, nice. Y'all see? And actually, if I'm looking right, this is, hold on. Yeah, it is. This is a box variant. It's a different box from the other one that I have. Interesting. Hmm. I, didn't, I didn't even know they changed the boxes on those. Yeah, they did. This box is actually bigger. <clears throat> Give me one second. I'll, I'll grab my other one off the shelf here. Let me cut my camera off and then. This box here is actually bigger than my other box for some reason. I don't know why. Interesting. Give me, yeah, give me a minute. That's, that's another thing uh, that we've discussed that will probably come later uh, on the later episode, but I would love to do variants and running changes and stuff like that. You know, you might never know why that this box is bigger than the other one, or, or you know, you might know that they changed uh, – uh, some of the warning labels and they do that in mid-production because they find out that they're not in you know they're not within their rights or they need to add this or what we're definitely going to do that so look for that in the near future uh with wow, variations wow, wow, and running wow. changes and stuff so that would be a good one um oh yeah mr wizard chad how are you today <laughs> by the yeah, way thank I, you for the stamina plug um, I, I appreciate it. I, I uh, there was there was a fan trying to find out how long our podcast lasts. So you I can was say whatever enough. you want. I read it the way I read it, and that's the way I understand it. <laughs> Normally, I, our I cast lasts for about around an hour and a half to two hours. Um, yeah, that's what I said. We try not to go over that, depending on what's going on. Um, our Toy Fair cast, I think, went for a while because we had a lot that ran about. But um, can y'all see right. the boxes? Brandon, is there center here? You're here front and center. All right, go at it. And yes, I see an obvious difference. Can y'all see it? Well, it's talk like, more and we'll hear it. Like we'll see it. A higher. Yeah. Okay. This is one of the first ones that I have. The box is actually shorter 
there's a window on the side where you can actually see the missiles. Huh? And the shield is up in the corner here. And actually, the first two that I bought this exact same box, which this guy came in, same transformer. Okay. Because they're dirt cheap on Amazon. And I've been buying them. The up. other box show a comparison side by side of it. Okay, here's the side view. Do we have both of them in view? Yeah, one yeah, has a like window, the art. One doesn't. The yeah. artwork looks. Artwork is completely different. One's got yeah. King, the other one does not. If I hold them down at the bottom, even on the bottom, and let's go, let's get the top in frame. It is shorter. Yeah, about a quarter of an inch. Let me get it down right here. Yeah, there we go. Do, do either one of them have multilingual boxes? Or you might um, get a multilingual as opposed to a U.S. release? That's what I'm looking for. The bottom box art is different. One of them's plain. Wow. Well, no one's got a cross-sell on it. Now, here's the Lucky neat man. part. When you're done that, and look at the UPCs and see if they have the same numbers. Yes, Brandon's a lucky man. Two boxes, two hands. No way. Yes. They are uh, much better. the same UPC number. <laughs> you're, looking at, number. Then you're looking at a straight running change. That's all that is. Yeah. So you got a variant of a running change. And what would make one uh, more desirable than the other? Um, normally, you would say... Different which one was more produced than the other. But honestly, in this instance, I'm going to say whoever, if you like the artwork better, or if you just like the aesthetics of it, it might now, be more had, desirable. I've had two of this box with the missiles on the side that you can see. Mm -hmm. The first one and the second one that I purchased, both are like this. Now, this newest one is different. It looks like a cheaper version of the box. That's probably what it is, is they're cheaping out on the box because they weren't selling so many. And even on the inside, like up here, you can't see any of the weapons or nothing's up there in it. Does the inner blister look the same? Does it look as white no, as that one than the other one? Or was the other one, uh, you know, had more graphics to it? Because that's another way that they could, like, you know, cheap out on it. This one has better graphics. The one with the window on the side? Yeah. This is a lot better box altogether. It looks better. Sturdier. Uh, yeah, you can tell more money was spent on it. And this well, there is you go. There's another example box. of Hasbro cheapening out. Jesus. Oh, this actually turns in this one, though. That could be one big reason why they did the box change, because you want to make sure you can actually see the gimmick work. Yep. Yeah. The crappy gimmick it was. Eh, well, you know. See, on this one, it doesn't turn. It just lights up. You see it? Yep. Huh. See, well, it the, just the, lights up. That's interesting. Well, I remember, yeah, since, we've I had got, to take a since we have Chad, since we have Chad here now, since he has blessed us with his presence, Chad, what was your uh, favorite gimmick? Your get your favorite toy gimmick. Diecast. So you like the whole idea of the diecast? I always have, always have. Uh, Give us an example of of what figure you're referring to when you think of diecast. Which figure you are you thinking of? I can give you several examples. I can give you uh, your favorite. Any, my favorite, uh, MPO one, definitely. Okay. This guy. So, oh yeah. Yep. And what was your least favorite, or the one that you just couldn't stand? The gimmick. The gimmick. 
uh, mech tech. It was horrible. It was so we got a couple of that. Thank like you, thank tech. you. Somebody else hates that stupid gimmick. They yep, never returned. Exactly. It was a retarded gimmick. I've said it before on a podcast. It was it just dumbass stuff. Good, good. I mean, a lot of people want to complain about like gimmicks and stuff, and you know, some people complained about translucent bits. I happen to have liked the translucent stuff they did. Like uh, like on the Prime that they did for Transformers Prime, I didn't mind the translucent arms. I thought it would look, made it look interesting versus looking like straight something that jumps off the if screen, you, said you know? It, translucent plastic, man, the way, if you set it, or even that rubber crap that they use, if you set it in the right lighting scheme, that stuff, like, makes the figure. It makes it work. It makes it pop. It catches your eye. I agree. You know? And there's a lot of people out there that hate on it because they're like, I'm afraid the translucent plastic is going to crack at the wall. Because, you know, a lot of people were complaining about that with the, uh, the, uh, the hell were they... The power core combiner little dudes that came with little mini I never had that issue with power core combiners and they suck too. <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking to you because I love those guys. Those, uh, those guys were really cool. Easy. I'm sorry, that was straight an homage to G1 freaking target. Okay, hold on, dude. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I take my, uh, I'll take my comment back and rephrase what I meant. Uh-huh. You, uh, you, you, you gave in. You caved in. Stick to your guns. Screw it. Show your parents. Stick to the guns, man. I like, I like the main characters. I don't like all the appendages that are not Transformers. They they suck. Oh, well, I mean, they were trying something new. Instead of giving us a peg head that would break off, they gave us something that had a metal rod in it that actually had a peg that plugged into something. The bad thing was is the little bitty drones were all spring-loaded. If the drones actually had like a transformation, like they did with the third party stuff to add on to it, it would have been a better thing. But the core robots, most people were happy with most of them. There were a couple of them that were weak, but I wouldn't say completely horrible, because I've got the entire line and I like them. I just no, I like the I like the main robots. I have no problem with the main robots. It's the spring-loaded drone pieces of crap that I don't like. I actually like the little drones. I mean, they're very... I mean, they were non-transforming, right? But they were really, really cool little vehicles. I mean, if you looked at them, the molds were great. They had mini-con ports on top, so you can plug mini-cons onto some of them. I didn't mind it. I thought it was kind of cool myself. But that's just me because I like gimmicks like that. Me personally, if you if you uh, if you didn't connect them to the main body, they were all right because they were little cars or little vehicles. You could hook mini cons to them, just like you said. They were okay, but I mean anything past that. If they if you're connecting them to the to the actual main body, no, yeah. I just you know I, I agree with you, Chad. I, I think they suck balls. Um, <laughs> Real quick, oh, haters. I, I talked about uh, hey, I thought we were doing the picture. The, uh... Wait a minute. I talked about the picture that he had posted. How uh, plastic and talked about how you could connect them all together. Um, I mean, this is this is an impressive picture. Look that's at his personal collection, by the way. He's yeah, that's his. 
and it it's got everything and believe it or not if you look over to the right over there is fort max and you see how small he is in comparison to how big this picture is it's it's just it's amazing you almost usually if you see a collection you see a fort max it likes you your eye focuses on it because it's so big this this is swallowed up by how big everything is and it's just uh, it's just really neat how it all connects together mm-hmm. you know what the bad part is, is i was actually coming on because i thought we were going to discuss the uh how primus was actually a remold of unicron tonight but, well you know you that know. that is one of uh <laughs> one gimmick that really sucks how heavily remolded unicron was in the primus i never understood that um that was just an awful, awful gimmick and an awful thing for them to do. Awful. Oh, wait. It didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Okay, well, let, well, let's let's go into the, the planet formers, guys. I mean, how, how did you guys actually feel about the gimmicks on those? Like, well, let, let's, let's look at Unicrons first, and then we'll talk about Promise. Well, the big thing about Unicron was, is uh, aside from the prototype pictures that we got that we drooled over, is goofy as it looked, still one one oh yeah um, definitely this is the first unicron we got and i don't know about you guys i still have one uh, yeah. i like it i like the little gimmicks i didn't really care i wasn't really into the whole uh key needing the key to to activate the stuff but overall i thought it was a it was a good figure i thought unicron was a good figure and then when they redid it and they've done it several times my favorite is still the, uh... the black one I think oh, yeah, I think black one's awesome. I think you and Chad are slightly together on that remolding issue because, as far as I know, Unicron doesn't need a key, but Primus does. I thought the Unicron, Unicron doesn't no, need Unicron one. had the he had the mini cons that you can put the on the mini cons that activated and, and it, right? Isn't that what it? activated yeah. the, the chest gimmick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, mean, I was I was thinking of that big. Omni key or whatever, and that was Primus. You yeah, also have uh, the leg missiles that fire from that gimmick as well. Yep. Now, see, I, that I didn't care for. I would rather just have the little switch or whatever the buttons, and mm-hmm. not no need for the mini cons. But it was a it was a mini con gimmick themed show, so I can understand why well, they incorporated it. I like the mini cons better than, you know, I think my my worst gimmick besides the mech tech and how that was in Prime. Is the freaking Cyber Planet keys from Transformer Cybertron? They were. I love that line. I hate the freaking keys on there because if you lose a key, say say you only got one or two of them and you lose a key, you're screwed, dude. Like I couldn't find my Omega Lock the other day and I couldn't transform Primus all the way until I had to stick a screwdriver in there to flip his head up. Yeah. And that that sucks. I don't think you should have to to have that. To be able to play with, uh, I, I agree. I don't think the you're a wolf. You can't shut your finger and Primus and pop with his head up. You fail. These things are huge, dude. Mine barely fits in there, and I'm able to freaking do it. My man. pinky doesn't even fit in there, dude. <laughs> oh, that's you're another got, thing. It really doesn't hurt you when you transform it. You shouldn't be playing with it anyway. <laughs> yep. So if it hurts when you play with it, stop. Gotcha. No, if it hurts, yeah, you can't you go play with it. Keep going because yeah, you know you why you're. If you come back home and you haven't cut yourself up on your toys, you haven't been playing hard enough. That's as it. far as I'm concerned. I was just going to say, if take some advice, guys. Go out and buy those talking toys for your children and get yeah. them outside and get them away from that TV. <laughs> Amen. 
metal con metal Tonka trucks, you know, the kind that you can like park a oh, Volkswagen Beetle on and drive around, around with. Anybody see that commercial? Right. <laughs> well, does anyone else have anything to add to the gadgets and gadgets? Well, I got I got one thing I wanna I wanna throw in there real quick before y'all do it. And I know we're not discussing masterpieces, but I just want to do a little bit on MP1. Uh, one, some of my, my favorite things about this figure is he has the working shocks on the rear wheels. Mm -hmm. I thought that was amazing. That's an amazing little gimmick. Uh, when you press his foot up, the vents actually open up, which is cool, which they got rid of that. You know, that's really the, the main little things like that, the working suspension, all of the little... Now, the Rams aren't really a gimmick, but the working suspension and, and the main thing that blew me away when I first got this figure was when you press it up and make the vents open. And then yeah, the, the it's spring back. Like that, yeah. Smokestack spring back. Yeah, well, and and I, I can't remember. Does MP10 have the mouthpiece that moves? Yes, no. Like, it does. It does. Not. No, 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 no. The MP no, not on 10. Does not. Yeah, 10 does not. MP1. If Brandon will show the little little mouth moves. Well, let me get them in. There we go. Can you see it? Yep. Right there. Hey. Which I thought this? when they did the, what was it, the 25th where it had the talking bass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you can make his little mouth plate move to his uh, him talking, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that would have been cool. Now, it's, and that's the thing, you know, you guys out there by your your masterpieces, think about the little bitty gimmicks that they completely took out that they could have still the light up features, all that stuff. Yeah. Light up features? I mean, why did MP10 not have a light up feature? Why couldn't you fit an LED in there? You can't tell me you can't put an LED in there because they've yeah. stuck LEDs in places they shouldn't be several times. And yes, yeah. I know that's what she said. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, think me. about it. I mean, the moving mouth plate, why was that completely robbed? They easily could have done that if they say oh well there's not enough room if you look at a mod prime our mod prime has a moving mouth plate so yep. what's the excuse now so well they did have the fold-up gun but that fold-up gun wasn't that that big of a deal on you know what i mean this thing here has a that's a great storage well, option i'll, I'll be yeah, honest with you i thought that was pretty neat I, it is. things i liked about mp uh 10 is that you could fold but, up the gun and put it in his back is it worth giving up all of these other little features and options just to have a folding gun? I don't like the fact that they had they redid the sizes. Oh, I yeah. like that size. Yeah, I do too. It uh, it also that gun will also fold up and fit in the trailer on the right side. Yeah, it, yeah. it felt it fits just like you know the original toy did, and. I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really that sold on it because I mean, I had one, and uh, we're talking about gimmicks and stuff. It's great that you can store all that stuff in it, but I mean, I was, you know, I'm kind of with everybody else about some of the stuff. Size is kind of a thing. If you're gonna buy a masterpiece, the things should be big. It's like if you go out and buy, well, it's kind of like this. You guys think about it, the guys out there collect hot toys, and yes, I know I'm going on a hot toys kind of rant. If those things were downsized, yes, I know, Brett, you do. If those things were downsized, you wouldn't buy them for that amount of money. There's no way you would drop $600 on on something that's that big. That's well, they've actually freaking teeny lines. tiny now. They've done lines that are smaller than that, and they did lines that are bigger than that. Right. And the the 12-inch, which are the, the Hot Toys line, their size, they seem to sell the best. That's right at the, the perfect size. 
they get bigger. I mean, in my opinion, they're, they're kind of hard to collect. So going on that aspect, yes, that, that's a perfect size. So right. Think, so, I mean, I think, you, I think MP1 was a perfect size. Yeah. So, so you're saying that you prefer 12 inches versus 16 or 20 inches? I'm saying that I've got 12 inches and plenty of them. <laughs> hey, Chad, I got And I got as you said before, you. I can go on for hours. Hey, he's got the stamina for it, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I got a question for you, Chad. You remember when you was younger, dude, and you ever had a. Uh, you remember that, that freaking. What was that soap, man? That freaking. Uh, that bubbled up the. The Mr. Tub, Bubbles. Mr. Bubbles, yeah, there Mr. you go. Bubbles. Remember, he used to play in the bathtub and blow bubbles and all that, man. Y'all remember that? All I know is I'm afraid to where this conversation is going. <laughs> well, all I was going to say was, all I was going to say was, he was asking for you the other day. That's all. That's it. I'm just going to leave it at that. Oh, I we were talking about 12 inches, and you start talking about bubble soap. So I mean, <laughs> you know, it sounds like a prison movie to me. It, that I was thinking next is going to be shanking. So, you know, on that, on that note, I think we've just driven this topic into the ground. Um, there you once go. again, we, 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 we uh, talked about all the gadgets and gadgets and, and all of the wonderful things that Hasbro, I mean, Hasbro has brought to us. Mm -hmm. and, and I'll ask one more time. Is there anything anyone would like to add? I think I'm actually good on this episode. Brandon? I can. Yeah, I think I think I'm good too for now, man. I'm good. Chad, I think only the future holds more disappointments. That's, That's <laughs> such an optimistic outlook <laughs> on life. What a fucking ass! Hey, it's what Hasbro. A downer man. way to it, just leave the it podcast. Is ha it is Hasbro. Has sticks his head in here and just creates negative. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna leave it on this note. We got some <laughs> cool masterpieces coming out here in the future, and they're gonna be actually pretty decent because it's gonna be Wheeljack and Bumblebee. Suck Absolutely. it, guys. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> so they they can't Hasbro can't ignore us forever. Um, look at it that way. You know, let let the voice be heard. I want some masterpiece Insecticons, please. That would work. But alrighty. I think that wraps it up for this one. Um, I am Megamus and we have Plasticon. I'll see you guys later. I am Unicron. See you guys next time. And Trans Jazz. See you guys. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another... T-F-Y-L-P. Ha <laughs> ha!